Hello and welcome to another episode. This time round, we are doing Ghostbusters. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Peephole Circus. Hello. Hello. So, Ghostbusters, mm. I know you like the facts about other people who were auditioned for different films, but never got the roles. It's my favourite part of the show. I thought so. That's why I thought I started early this time. Cool. Bill Murray who was excellent in it. His role yeah. was actually written for John Belushi, but he died while the script was being written. Bill Murray? D not Bill Murray didn't die, John Belushi died. Right. That would have been yeah, a completely yeah, different film if he died halfway through and then they put his cadaver in it. Like, oh God, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll do it with uh, Harold Ramis, do you think? Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's the shocking twist on it. Could be. Very strange. But John Belushi? Yes, John Belushi was the original, but Bill Murray wasn't actually number two choice. That's weird. I, yeah, go on. Number two was Michael Keaton of Batman. That, mm. I didn't realise he was that big at that point, but I forget. What about that? That, that? that has stunned you into silence there. I'm trying to picture him in the... I think he would be good. I, I reckon he would have been good. Because he does He does a good flip out, doesn't he, Michael Keaton? He does. He does. It'd be completely different. Michael Keaton plays it straight for a while, and then he just flips like that in different films, where he goes like, crazy. That's what I like. Like in but Birdman. In Birdman, yeah. And in uh, The Dream Team or something, where there's a bunch of crazy people out loose. I'm getting way off topic. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I like the sound of that. Do you know who else they wanted, but they didn't actually get for different characters, not for Peter Venkman? So he was fourth then? No, he so was the he was the fourth choice, but it was John Belushi, unfortunately passed away. Michael Keaton was busy. The third yeah. choice was Chevy Chase. No, he's too silly. I like Chevy Chase, but he's too silly. Yeah, and so they went for Bill Murray instead, which I think was the best choice, to be fair. I, th I think this is only good film. One of his, no, well, one of a handful of films. He's not that good. He seems horrible. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. Well, weirdly, no. he, he does come across, I've heard this story that he doesn't have email. He doesn't have a post box. I'm not entirely certain if that's even legal, but he has a fax machine that you have to fax him on. Really? That makes yeah. sense. I hear stories like people say, oh, it's cool. I was just sitting there in some restaurant eating my food. Bill Murray came along, stole a handful of my chips and said, yeah. you know, people will never believe you and stuff like that. I hear a lot of these kind of stories about him. And when you think about it, he seems mm -hmm. like a bit of a dick, doesn't he? <laughs> he sounds like a seagull, because that's what seagulls do. Well, uh, there's something else. Uh, I think you get any things mixed up. Maybe he well, does do that as well. Uh, there's something like that coming up later on. But... Okay, oh God. <laughs> but Bill Murray only agreed to star in Ghostbusters. I don't know if I've ever even seen this film, because they offered to remake The Razor's Edge with him as the star. Did that film ever get made? The Razor's Edge? And what mm. do you mean a remake? I don't remember the first one. Neither do I, and I don't remember <laughs> the remake either. No, no. Well, let's just say they did, and it was crap, just to be sure. Yes, yes, like the Star Wars film, and they were going to make that other film, and that's the only reason why Star Wars got into the cinemas, because they said they could. They were going to make that other film as well, it and nobody ever one. remembers what that other film was. I can't remember it. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably Edu the same film. 
Edge of Tomorrow? No, no, that was a good one. Was it a Razor's Edge? It could have been. I think, like I said, let's just say it was. Yeah, yeah, that's. The, I think it was Razor's, Razor's Edge is the reason why Star Wars got in so many um, cinemas after all. So Bill Murray is the reason why Star Wars was so popular. Yeah, that's uh, unofficial, uh, obviously, that fact. Do, do you think they're going to bring John Belushi in for the new Ghostbusters as a ghost as well, next to Harold Ramis? Uh, CGI, they could do it. They did it with um, Princess Leia. I thought you were going to say Princess Diana for a minute. <laughs> well, it's only a matter of time. But they did yeah. it with Peter Cushion as well, didn't they? The old yeah, uh, deep fake. Well, I didn't see that one, but I saw Star Wars. Yeah, they never get the mouth right, though, do they? No. Never no. get the, quite the mouth moving at the right time. I suppose too many muscles in the around the face. Not only was Bill Murray cast, and there was other people before him, this surprised me when I saw this. R remember Winston, the fourth Ghostbuster? Yes, I remember Winston. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy <laughs> was going to play that, but he turned the role down because he had another film he was doing. He was doing um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I thought you were going to say Razor's Edge. <laughs> no, that's... Uh... <laughs> Razor's Edge 2, the, the remake. Yeah, the he, he, was, he was making the prequel of Razor's Edge. <laughs> But Eddie Murphy was going to be in there, and so was John Candy. Bab, it, it just sounds silly now, doesn't it? You know, imagine that. Chevy Chase as Venkman. Eddie Murphy as Winston. Who was, who was John Candy going to be? John Candy, I think, was going to play... Oh, who's the guy with the glasses who gets um, Rick Moranis? The key master. Yeah, the key master. He was going to play the key master, I believe. That would have been really strange. <laughs> yeah, he's way too, too too big. Yeah. You need that weedy guy, don't you? The, the, oh, he's brilliant in it. I, I love it when a door slams and, he's, and his trousers come up to like halfway up his, <laughs> up his chins. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, imagine yeah. John Candy playing that, that part. That would have been strange. Nah, it wouldn't have, never would have worked. No. Talking about things which did work, though, Dan Aykroyd actually wrote the script for this. I believe he's wrote the script for all of them, even the third one, which wasn't so good. That's a polite way of saying it was awful. His original script took place in the future, like science fiction. Oh, right. But that, so it was exactly the same, only in, in space. In or, space. Or like Blade Runner time, I'm guessing. Blade Runner Ghostbusters edition. Now I want to see that. With Chevy Chase, Eddie Murphy <laughs> and John Candy starring in it. That would be, yeah, and John Candy was in the Spaceballs, so they did Star Wars. Mm. So I don't see no reason why they couldn't do, well, apart from the, the, that he's dead. But did we just uncover the Ghostbusters curse that, that killed John Belushi, killed yeah. John Candy, killed yeah. Eddie Murphy, killed uh, them all? Well, I don't know if, um, Eddie Murphy's not dead. Yeah, well, he might as well be. <laughs> In your mind. Yeah, I watched the new uh, Coming to America. So, yeah, he's um, <laughs> passed away. He's gone to a better place. Traded places. <laughs> Trading places. That which had Dan Aykroyd in it. They, but I wonder if this is where Eddie Murphy met Dan Aykroyd for Trading Places. And, and he's passed away now as well, hasn't he? Uh, and now they sell uh, vodka in his skull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's fermented in it, but that is that a cast of his own skull? Let's just say yes again. <laughs> I hope so. Like they they probably took her out, did a cast of it, and put it back. They can do these things in Hollywood these days. Yeah. I've I've seen oh, the medical things. Because Dan Aykroyd loves uh, UFO stuff as well, doesn't he? He's well into it. He does. He does love his UFO. He actually believes in ghosts as well. Don't we all? Well, he made an entire film about it. So two, three films about it. Did yeah. you know? 
this is this is quite a, a an interesting fact well it is to me anyway the original trailer obviously i was very very young so i wouldn't remember this the original trailer featured a a 1-800 number not the 555 so a real telephone number which led yeah. to a pre-recording of bill murray and dan Aykroyd talking about if you've got a problem you can phone ghostbusters leave a message it got 1,000 calls per hour, 24 hours a day for six weeks. <laughs> that, yeah, that was me, sorry. <laughs> they should have charged like 10 cents or 10p an hour for a minute on that. They would have paid for the entire film. Didn't they charge anything? No, I think it was free phone. That so was nobody made money? No, what a brilliant way of, um, well, the phone company prob probably did, but what a brilliant way of subsidising your film. Get the fans to pay for it pre, is this the first invention of crowdfunding? I was just going to say, it sounds like it. They should have done that. That would have worked. It would have worked. What else have we got here? Do you remember the film The Mask with... Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yes, in it. The yeah. Ghostbusters firehouse, the headquarters, was actually remodeled. So it must have been a back lot as the mechanic shop in The Mask. So it must have been sitting around for a fair amount of time, like 20-odd years, I'm guessing, oh, wow. 10 years at least. I remember going to, I think, uh, Universal Studios, and yes. they had like the, they have these places there and things. Did they use those? I assume so. They just use the back lot and just drive the trolleys for them, don't they? And they yeah, So yeah. maybe they just did it in the uh, this theme park bit. They do this all time with with loads like like the psycho house has been chopped up and put different place i think it was like next door to the monsters or adam's family or something stupid i suppose it's a great way of keeping it isn't it kind of you maintain it and then if you ever need it you can just do a shot in there oh, what they should do is uh sell plans of it so you can make your own a 3d printer and what the psycho house the whole thing be quite large well i was talking about the ghostbuster house but like yes you could do both you could have them both next door to each other if the old lady in psycho had a pole to swing down if the if <laughs> if, if the lady in psycho did a, a pole dancing up there you know and you saw through the window swinging around on a pole and norman Damn. bates is looking at it going like go on man mm. I, I, and he's slipper of 20 like he would have never had the problems he would have had in in the, in the film that would have brought a lot more people to the motel as well they probably would have not have got into the situation they'd got into maybe you've they should have taken your advice they should have they, all that she had to do is 3d print a fireman's pole yes. job done it writes itself it does yeah and she'd be swinging around with the red light flashing put a disco beat over the top of that and you've got a you've got a party going there get a shrimp buffet and yeah. uh you, you've got it all going on i don't know why i said shrimp buffet there i think i must have heard that in a film at some point <laughs> i'm starting to think of it yeah yeah i think that may have been in bevy hills cop at some point on time because they go to the strip joint don't they? i'm sure they say about the shrimp buffet i'm going completely off topic here yeah I, I i'm sure that if norman Bates' mother did a, a pole dance and swung down the pole that would be a an odor similar Yes. So, you know the party scene with Rick Moranis and he's going around all of his guests? Oh, yeah. That was completely improvised, the entire thing. It was all real drinks and they just had a party on set with him oh, going no. around. Just everybody was just having a party and then he just improvised them. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to stop laughing though, but I was just, just looking at him. When I watch that again, like just looking at him makes me laugh. Like I said, mm. it's, it's ill-fitting clothes. The way he just talks when nobody's even listening. <laughs> And yeah. he's still happy. He's still happy. <laughs> Doesn't care. He's great. just having a great time. Right. Well, he's the key master. You're going to be having a good time. If, you, if you're the master of the key. Exactly. You've got to um, look after that key. You've got to have a good time with it.
Do you know Ghostbusters wasn't actually the original name? No, I didn't. Would you like to guess? Spirit Smashers? You are so close. No way. All right, uh, it is yeah, Ghost Ghost Smashers. Oh, my God. See, I told you, these people need to give me a job. Yes. Because Spirit Smashers sounds... That's actually better than Ghost Smashers. But Ghost Smashers, uh, it, it has another meaning as well, doesn't it? Well... But, but also, Dan Aykroyd, he has a bit of a Ghost Smashing moment, doesn't he? He does have, have a Ghost Smashing moment in there, which I'm amazed was allowed to be put into a, P- is it a PG <laughs> film, this? Is it a PG? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it would have been PG at the time, yeah. There was no PG-12 or 13, was there? No, so, the, yeah, they had that scene in a, a children's film which is yeah i remember going to this, I remember going to the cinema to watch it and everything so yeah i remember that bit and i used to uh, smoke yeah uh, we turned out just fine mm, not weird at all no the scariest bit was the start of the the ghost in the library or the zombie in the taxi well you know the librarian mm-hmm. uh ghost that was really scary bit wasn't it there was actually a second version of that one but it was rejected because it was too scary <laughs> God, is there any footage of it uh there might be there may be on the interwebs probably a picture but yeah, yeah. it looked too disgusting for film well, would it look like john belushi i'm assuming it was probably had all like peeling flesh and stuff off it because isn't the ghost that ghost was black and white so i'm guessing that one must have been in color maybe that was the problem so that open sores and stuff on the face of it but circling back around once again back to ghost smashers can you see where i'm going with this Smashing your, librarians? Well, your friend and I, Ron Jeremy, was an extra <laughs> in the film. Yeah, you know where this is going, don't you? <laughs> and starred in a porn parody entitled This Ain't Ghostbusters XXX. Again, I think Spirit Smashers would have suited that film better as well. I think you had a better name for that film. It works but... in both ways. It would be the first time the porn film would have the same name as the original film, and they would both work. Yes, but have you noticed Ron Jeremy's shown up in both of these parodies, these porn parodies that we've we, we found? It does. He played Mario. Who did he play in the, the Slimer, probably? <laughs> it's probably. He, he probably played a Ghostbuster, like just by himself yeah and you know they're gonna give him silly names mm. and then it goes back to that dan Aykroyd scene that's probably where they got the inspiration for the entire born version of it oh maybe the other way around they could have done the porn version first oh now you're talking are we seeing it uh art imitating life imitating art i need to watch more porn films get my ideas from, from the early 80s yeah, I'll sell them to Hollywood then. Why not? Everyone else seems to be doing that. Well, if Ron Jeremy can do it, we can do it. Well, yeah, exactly. What's he ever done? Quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of plumbing. Yeah, a lot of plumbing. He's uh, cleared out a lot of pipes, so to speak. You know, good old Slimer? Not <laughs> from the porn film. <laughs> yeah, not from the porn film, from the original film. He wasn't actually called Slimer. That's only in the second film he's called Slimer. He doesn't actually have a name in the first film. And they called, the cast and crew called him Onion Head because he's, for some weird reason, the prop smell of fried onions. Fried onions? Why fried onions? <laughs> I don't know why. There's always some strange thing with... There's always something with a puppet with these shows. I wonder if Frank Oz... wonder if he's involved. Because he's up to all sorts of wrong stuff and everything, isn't he? He's always got his hand in some puppet somewhere. If there's a fun with a puppet in it... He's there. He's in there. Yeah, he's always there, stiffing around. Have you noticed how Frank Oz smells of uh, fried onions as well? <laughs> 
I, I, I have to say I've never noticed that before, but that's a good observation of yours. Uh, I will keep an eye out for that next time I see him at the supermarket. Yeah, you do that. Tell him I sent you. It smells of onions, and that's what that's that's what we're taking away from from this evening. Uh, at the end, where William Atherton, the uh, the uptight mayor's mayor's aide, is he? Oh, that guy. Yeah, I know. It gets covered in the marshmallow goo, doesn't it? Yeah, that was Ron Jeremy again. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, yes, that's the... Uh, yeah, I'm getting confused with the film. No, I'm not. That's in this film. That yeah. was actually £50 pounds of shaving cream they dumped on him. That is a lot of shaving cream. It is. I'm disappointed now, though, because... Uh... As horrible as that would have been, you know, you, you, even if it was shaving cream, I think I would have, I would have poked my tongue out and had a lick, just because <laughs> it was like, you know, it could have been nice. It's like when you're a kid and you, you think you know, you're gonna eat that uh, shampoo that smells delicious, but it yeah. goes wrong really quick. And it but just it's still, tastes like soap. But you gotta admit though, even even still to this day, when when you get a nice smelling shampoo, one that smells like um, sweets, like I've got upstairs. Yeah, you like oh, that smells nice. I just, yeah, just just taste just, it. Just a sip. Just a sip. Yeah, I think that's what happened to Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. And look what happened there. Not good. That's true. I'll stick to one pint from now on. <laughs> <laughs> one pint of uh, shampoo. My yeah. final fact is right. Bill Murray, who was number four, who was only going to do it because of the Razor's Age film, a majority of his lines were actually ad-libs. They hardly, he just went off script constantly. So they never knew what he was going to say from take to take. I think that's the case with most of the people on there. You never know what, they just kept coming up with stuff like Bill Murray would say random stuff Dan Aykroyd as well he would keep coming he would keep coming up with stuff cracking everybody else up and and, he, and apparently he's really good at just saying things that sound technical but he, he can just speak fast and say a load of gibberish and it's silly like when he's walking along and, he, and he's like oh look symmetrical book stacking like it's a thing yes <laughs> it's just a stack of books yeah like it's a real thing and it's just like yeah it's it's just some books uh, stacked up yeah. Bill Murray every, that's him in real life anyway because he like we said he's always uh, talking he does what he wants I, I, I think he goes off script in real life yes just randomly going up to people seagulling them as we now found <laughs> yeah. out stealing yeah. their chips all their fries that's true yeah I don't like I think he's a wrong one. do you think he even knows that he's been in films I think he thinks it's the real world I think it all blends in like he, he gets up and people there just film him he says a few things then a monster appears then he goes home he thinks that's normal everyday life yeah he just thinks he's that's his he's got a temporary job he's like the world's busiest temp he is doing and, all and, these well, funny jobs and and, and they did you know that they filmed Groundhog Day over a course of like 20 years they don't tell you that in the film do they no they don't there we go well we've reached the end of uh, Ghostbusters have you got anything else to say good night Good night. Please like, subscribe and ring the bell.